Hello, and welcome to the first episode of... Welcome... Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that again. <laughs> this was a great idea. This is such a good idea. Right. This is usually a podcast of outtakes. Hello, and uh, welcome to the This Is An Album podcast with myself, Jacob Green, and my wonderful friend... Reese Hemming. And this is a podcast, if you haven't guessed already, all about albums. And uh, mm-hmm. me and Reese are just going to sit down and we're just going to chat about our favourite albums that we like very much and albums that you guys also send us to. Um, so a few pointers before we start. There will be a few bad words in this podcast. Uh, so if you're with a child or someone who isn't a fan of swearing, uh, maybe just listen to something else for a bit and then come back later. Um Secondly, Reese and myself have both written down what we're going to call penalty words, and these are words or phrases that I think that Reese will say and what Reese thinks I will say, and if either of us say them at any point throughout the podcast, then a forfeit is due for the other person. So, they can be anything, and we are asking you guys to send us in some forfeits that will be undertaken undertaken is that a word we're going with under- we'll go with undertaken it, uh, it is today it is today there you go uh, at the start of the next podcast so you can look forward to whatever is suggested for us to do and finally we have a nice little interval in between this in between the podcasts where each week one of us will bring a piece of music for the other to react to and listen to it's very funny or weird and um feel free to send in some strange ones as well and we will we'll react to them no matter how silly and so without further ado, let's talk about the album that we're talking about today, which is... What Does It Do by Drew of the Drew. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cool. All right. So this was my recommendation for you. Uh, it's an album that I heard when it first came out in 2015, because um, it's a bunch of musicians that I... Fo- well, specifically the drummer um, that I... Um, a big fan of is they're all New York based and it came out in 2015 I listened to it then I've been kind of obsessed with it and you've heard bits of it yeah I I remember you showing me at uni and just kind of being like what what is going on like my yeah. my musical uh knowledge at the time was very very slim uh I was just used to kind of take that and <laughs> James Blunt and then along comes Reese with Drew of the Drew and it just it just changed my my whole outlook on music um yeah but yeah really 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 amazing album um and i'm very glad that you chose it for this episode i think it's a great okay great album cool all right great so so what are your sort of initial because you'd heard a couple tunes because i remember playing you <clears throat> a, yeah a few so I, songs. I think the first one was forget uh forget me the first track mm-hmm. on the album it was that and bad one that you showed me and i remember bad one especially because of just the amount of genres that's uh, uh, sort of put into this this track without any any warning whatsoever like you're just listening to like a cool kind of reggae guitar part and like cool upbeat stuff and then you're suddenly just like kicked in the nuts by dubstep in the chorus it's like what you just don't see it coming um yeah and i i think it's absolutely genius and like the production's phenomenal across the album yeah um, I think I think that's kind of what 
what I liked about it so much because it was it because it's such a mix of things like you say like it's got loads of it just it's like genre hopping consistently mm. and I think some songs do it better than others maybe we'll get into that yeah um but uh for me it was just the production was just it's like I've never heard anything like it still never heard anything similar no. where he because because Drew I don't know his full name I, I'm I mean, go. I'm going. I'm guessing his name is probably Drew. Uh, like, well, I, I, <laughs> I actually I've, don't know. I've seen a few. I've seen a few interviews and like him talking to the camera, and he's like, "Hi, my name's Drew of the Drew," and I'm right. Okay. I mean, it'd be quite incredible if his first name was Drew, middle name of the last name yeah. Drew. Um, yeah. So he. So he's like. So he's an amazing bass player, and he like he he is on like the session freelance circuit in New York and stuff as a bass player, but he's predominantly a producer and he produces mm. for loads of different people um but i guess what's cool about this album is that it's got all of his amazing bass playing and his and his sort of like electronic and dubstep kind of production but it's with like all these crazy musicians yeah that, um, that's yeah that's definitely from like the get-go you can kind of tell that these guys know what they're doing yeah it's... and even even like the songwriting is kind of like specific songs anyway are mm. like um you know it's like they were written as like a club banger but yes. it's played yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. played but but it's played by a bunch of musicians live in a room with like two drummers and it's mm-hmm. so it, it's like really different um that's what i found when obviously i remember a lot of like the thing we used to do the most at uni when we were showing each other music was was to to played like them playing it live so you could see them doing it and it was like yeah seeing them do it with the with the two drummers and just the whole setup they had and how tight it was the whole time like there was it was just yeah. it was just, it's just phenomenal i I think this album I, i've spoken to a lot of people and i'm like i do you know about this album or have you heard this song and they have no idea that this kind of music's out right. there which i think and i think i think it's i think this is why it's good that we're doing this to kind of show I- people these kind of albums because i think i think this is such a brilliant piece of work yeah i i think so as well and i do think it's relatively unknown i think Mm. i I know a lot of musician friends that know it yeah but kind of outside of like music uni students Mm -hmm. i don't really know how many people are kind of a fan of it so because i think people find out about it the same way i did like you know i'm a fan of jp bouvet who's the one of the drummers Mm. and i found he posted a video of him recording some of this stuff and that's how i found it um so yeah i don't know how else anyone else would no i haven't i've haven't seen it. any i don't think i've seen a festival lineup or anything like that with with these guys on um, no i don't think they've ever done really i don't think i've ever done shows and i, I think I, I, I think the kind of the kind of music that i listen to even across the range of music that i listen to if you were to go onto like the artist radio and stuff i don't think these guys would come up yeah just because it's so hard to kind of you put them in one music bracket for one minute and then 30 seconds into this like later into the song you've got a completely different genre yeah um, yeah exactly which so go on i was just gonna say which which was kind of what i found most interesting when i was thinking about like what song would you recommend to someone if you were like get into this band oh um I don't know because none of them are really that easy to listen to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it's varying. 
like maybe maybe riverbed mm-hmm. i was i was gonna i was gonna say riverbed purely because i think that's my favorite song on the album just because of one part yeah what part the uh the scratchy bit into the chorus oh i yeah, think that's yeah. one of the coolest things i've ever heard in <laughs> It's a transition. It's crazy, isn't it? It's genius. Yeah. It's like one of the most simple things you can do on the guitar. And yeah. it ju- it's, it's just, it's filthy. It's absolutely filthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. So maybe that one, I mean, it's like, it's like the softest tune on the album, probably. Mm-hmm. That's like a full song, because you've got like, um, I think it's Mistakes. The song afterwards is like a really chill kind of like instrumental right. thing mostly instrumental mm-hmm. and it's like there's it's kind of like a bit of a spacey thing yeah because um, there's that there's that section in riverbed where it kind of comes out the big chorus and it just goes into like this atmospheric yeah section for a while and then it goes back into the big stuff If you were to draw this album in like peaks it would be like yeah oh yeah it'd yeah. be it'd it, be mental it, would, it does it, uh, yeah <laughs> i mean it it kind of does like every song is so extreme <laughs> yeah I, uh, yeah i think it's but i and and some of them i think i uh, i think maybe because i've listened to it quite a lot but forget me the first song on the album mm-hmm. um is kind of the one where I think they purposefully tried to jab in, you know, different styles, you know, like it, like it goes, it does all the sort of um, funk stuff in the verses mm-hmm. and then it, it literally stops um, and goes into like a pop punk. Yeah. Oh, the dump, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then it, and then it's got the dubstep bits yeah. and like and it and it's kind of like they've like shoehorned it in. I feel um, I feel like the way I imagine them songwriting these is like they'll just write loads of genres on a dice and then just roll it and just go okay that's the next section then and we'll make it work like double time pop punk beat into a dubstep trap yeah. thing and it's just oh, yeah it's, it's brilliant. I think. But then I think um, Bad One, which is the next song on the album, does the same thing where it's swapping between loads of different things, mm. but it feels like much more of a like a cohesive, like it's supposed to be like that, and it and, and it actually is a bit of like a journey throughout yeah, the song. Yeah, definitely. Ra- rather than like, here's a reggae verse, and then we're going into a death metal chorus, it's fun. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> you know? As you I, do, I think, you know? I think Bad One is kind of one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. on the album i think it's definitely up there um, and i have a f- uh, a fun bit of trivia for you that you don't know okay so for for those listening um just before we recorded this, I re-listened to the album again and found out that it was on uh, Bandcamp. And when you download it off Bandcamp, 
uh, it has like a, a booklet with all the lyrics and details about each song and stuff. And you haven't seen this. No, um, I'm excited. But the bad one is about, and you might not believe this. Oh, there we go. It's about uh the rise and fall of sauron <laughs> oh my shut up that is fucking amazing <laughs> which i had which i had no idea i mean i'm not that big of a lord of the rings i've seen the films and, no you know. way here we go lyrically this is by far the nerdiest song lord of the he wrote oh of the this guy Lord of the Rings fans will notice lyrics such as the stronghold of Dagledor and and in the title in brackets says it says the black gate opens which oh, is the black gate to, my which God. is the black gate to Mordor yeah, right? yeah 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 um and one of the lyrics is the one ring has never fallen like it's really oh on the, my it, this is incredible it's really on the nose <laughs> <laughs> uh, essentially it's about Sauron's rise from rise and fall from power and how he wants to regain his regain his human form and cover the world in an everlasting darkness that is that is <clears throat> i love this song even more now yeah which and it kind of makes sense how extreme it sort of you know oh yeah massively um you know the fact that it's literally about that <laughs> i am i do you know what i'm gonna do after this i'm gonna watch uh fellowship of the ring and I'm going to put bad one on to the intro <laughs> battle scene and just, oh my God, that's incredible. Yeah, isn't that nuts? I love it. Oh, that's such good trivia. Yeah. So I, mean, I mean, I can kind of see why this song wouldn't fit into the soundtrack of Lord of the Rings, however it should. Maybe. Something about dubstep doesn't really... <laughs> doesn't um... scream <laughs> middler. Def- not really. <laughs> I did want to bring up in this song that I think I think it's my favourite guitar solo of all time. <laughs> right, okay. I might play a bit. So yeah. this section here. With the claps. I mean, this is right up my street. Oh, here. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, this, this really satisfies my my gen- inner 15-year-old. I mean, if there was a descending uh, pentatonic line with some chorus and reverb, then yeah, I'd be there <laughs> for it. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah, I think it's... I think it's amazing. Yeah, looking at these lyrics now, honestly, <clears throat> I, I absolutely love that this is a tribute to it's it's so cool isn't it? The rings. it makes so much sense yeah. now um, i mean it literally says uh so what is it break me help me feel again the black gate is opened the one ring has never fallen oh it's just incredible <laughs> which is so cool it's great um, i just the thing is i like i i watched an interview they did like they did well it wasn't an interview they did like a mini like meet the band um it yeah was, it was called like view of the drew uh that's oh. on youtube and it's like you kind of you kind of look at them and they're all wearing like neon and like just kind of out there clothing and stuff and you kind of think yeah. like what i like if you based it on looks you're like what is going on 
and then they suddenly sit down to play and you're like okay this is what's going on this is incredible yeah like yeah. i had this really stupid thought of their style reminds me of you i don't know if you had this at your school but when i was in secondary school like year seven and eight maybe even right. primary school year six there were basically these t-shirts that were like the really in thing which was like they were various neon colors they were like yeah collarless polos oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, then the, like the seams would be like white or a different i had one color. i had one of those too and that is that is yeah. the style of drew of the yeah. drew that, that that is what i think of style wise <clears throat> which I, I, that, I don't know if i like that or not <laughs> i think it's cool and the whole thing with um with uh drew of the drew um <laughs> he uh he always wears green like he wears yeah. like neon green he has like a neon green base mm -hmm. and he has like a green d he, ma he, ma and... he made that base <clears throat> did he yeah he made uh, I, I read something that he made that which i thought was no way cool and you can kind of you see read you, you... you can see yeah you've read up about this more than i did well i mean it, it was kind of <laughs> annoying like i wanted to do some really in-depth reading on it but i found that most of the <clears throat> the websites that featured him they literally just copy and pasted his press release which was like yeah, okay, so i'm just yeah. reading the same thing over and over again um yeah i did find something quite cool and it kind of oh. it kind of showed his ethos towards music which i quite liked which was mm -hmm. that the, the the interviewer asked him uh if you're on a desert island what five items do you take and right. most people in that situation would be like i don't know my laptop a guitar if they're a musician you kind of take something musical with you he just went yeah. straight for a boat two paddles fishing rod and a book so that i can get back to society <laughs> as quick as possible because music because <laughs> music is a collaborative thing yeah and i was like that I, that makes so much sense and it kind of shows I mean, how he looks at it instead of me just going yeah i'll take a guitar on my playstation yeah man i can't live without the third foo fighters album <laughs> i mean I, I, a, there I was actually that was actually a story you know remember, i think it was the chilean miners was it the chilean miners or it, it was like people trapped in a mine as seems to happen way too often oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 um, hey galahilos <laughs> <laughs> you remember him you remember him um uh Oh man, what was I saying? There was a story of a guy that was trapped in a mine, like he was trapped, it was going to be weeks until he was going to be freed out, right? And it's a story that Dave Grohl told, and his manager got a phone call because this guy was asking for like water, food, and the last Foo Fighters album. Amazing. And it's like... <laughs> Can <laughs> you imagine? The, of all the things, like they're like, okay, we can't deliver that much stuff to you. You have to choose wisely. <clears throat> but what's yeah. it, what's he gonna play the third Foo Fighters album on? Like, did he have? A... Oh, I think it was an, I think I think it was an iPod. I think he got delivered an, I, an iPod. <laughs> they say they just like... delivered him a vinyl, and he's just there like <laughs> scraping a rock on it, trying to make sound. <laughs> I love this album. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So the three songs that really stick out to me: are "Bad One," "Drowning This Wreck," and "Riverbed." They're my yeah. favorite three by far. Um, and "Drowning This Wreck" is literally just a. I mean, it's just a club banger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it's got really like janky chords. Love it. Um, and a dual drum solo in the middle, which I'm a fan of. As, as you do. Um,
and like really fuzzy bass sounds and nice. like loads of all the classic things that are yeah. sort of featured throughout the whole album but it's so good like i can just imagine i remember when i first he- hearing it thinking like oh why is like disclosure currently or like always played in the club like i would way prefer to listen to this than so do you want to hear something funny it's funny you say that uh he listed his influences in this interview yeah and disclosure one of them Mm -hmm. so it's just he he mentioned disclosure diplo skrillex and flume which definitely covers the dubstep edm side of things but it's like he mixed all of that but it's somehow it sounds like none of them but all of them yeah at the absolutely. same time it, it's yeah i think it's, it's, it's kind phenomenal um but drowning this wreck uh, i read um is actually was actually supposed to have just been an instrumental oh uh and they played the whole thing as an instrumental live um and it never had any vocals right um and then Joanna just came in one day and wrote, recorded all of the vocals over top. Oh, sick. Um, which is, like, really cool. Because most of these songs, from what I read in the sort of the liner notes of the album, whatever, Drew wrote a lot of the lyrics um, on a lot of them. He wrote the majority of the songs. Right. Uh, and then got everyone in to sort of, you know, do their thing on it. Um, That's sick. But Drowning This Wreck was an instrumental until Joanna wrote all the stuff on top of it, which is awesome. I, I love the vocals on that. Yeah, no, I, th- I, think across, I think across the album, the, the, the vocals really work. Because you think with such what can be like really hectic, ca- controlled chaos at times, the vocals yeah. still manage to fit on top and cut through just as much as the instrumental stuff does. I think it's, I think it's really, really impressive. Which I think, mentioning impressive, I think that takes us quite nicely on to our interval. Oh god. Um, okay. So Reese, I I was undecided on what to present to you. And okay. throughout throughout this sort of discussion I've been I was gonna give you an option of one or two. However, I think I'm gonna go with number one. Because I'm I think I'm I think it'd be good to open it off with, with a banger. Um and so uh, just to kind of set the scene of what I'm about to show you, the guy uh who is doing the vocals on this track is uh, a two-time Emmy winner, a one-time Golden Globe winner, uh, a one-time Streamy Award winner. Uh, He's on the Hollywood Wall of Fame, and he's been in films like Bill and Ted and Over the Hedge and many more. Uh, He was also Captain Kirk in Star Trek from 1966 to 1969. And... uh... What is going on? Bear bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. It's It's a song that we all know and love. Um, this is Mr. William Shatner doing Bohemian Rhapsody. What the hell? Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Oh, stop. In a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes. Look up to the skies. And see. Why does he sound like Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> I need no sympathy. Cause I'm easy come, easy go. Little high, little low. Oh, genius. Yeah. Doesn't really matter to me. 
to me. To me. Okay, so it's it's lovely, and then you get into the bulk of it. Oh, let's go. Let's go here and just see where it takes us. Sometimes wish I'd never been born at all. Okay. <laughs> it's mortifying. It's, it's uh, like he's he's had a um he's had a recording career previously. Like he's recorded actual songs. And when I saw this, I was like, William Shatner's gonna go for it on Bohemian Rhapsody. He just talks over it. He, he just, just talks, talks the whole time. He just talks as if it's a monologue. And um, I thought, what best way to start this weird and wonderful segment with an acclaimed actor <laughs> just talking over Bohemian Rhapsody. I love how this segment was supposed to be you. Show, I thought you were going to show me, like, some far-off, no. like, something I would never have heard before and you played me Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just Bohemian Rhapsody. It's Bohemian Rhapsody with William Shatner talking over it. I mean, the other one you would have... Yeah. Ha- I mean, if you didn't like this, you would have hated the other one. Yeah, I'm sure I would. Well, Seeking Major Tom, so I can guess what other uh, covers he's been doing. I, I wonder. <laughs> but I don't want to hear that. I just... I, I basically... I just Googled weird songs on spotify and this was one of them um we're really putting in the effort for this podcast oh i thought i thought start it off with an absolute bang and uh yeah. and i i feel like i did um definitely i think it's i think it's genius <laughs> and i think william shatner should do more like that it should there probably is more like that um but We'll have to get in touch and just say, hey, William, if you're listening to this. Actually, yeah, William Shatner, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah, get another one out. <laughs> Maybe not that exact space. <laughs> <laughs> Release another song, please. <laughs> Pull up, William Shatner. Pull up. Oh, I mean, ima- imagine the, the, first, the first episode we do, we get William Shatner. <laughs> For no apparent reason. He just knows. The second that someone presses play on Bohemian Rhapsody, he knows where you are. Yeah. This is calling. Yeah. So that was like, that was the a, first silly interval. Um, loved it. I loved it. I, I'm, I'm glad you did. And I'm glad I went with that one because, I mean, I'll just tell you what the other one. The other one was uh, Peter and the Wolf, narrated by Bill Clinton. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and I had I had a I had another introduction for that one. Uh, the introduction for that one was um, he was the governor of Arkansas. Uh, he went to Yale. He was born William Jefferson Blythe III in 1946. Became president in 1993. Served two terms and did not have sexual relations with that woman. With that woman. So yeah, that was that. Should we move on? Let's move straight on. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What the one thing that I love about this album is all the vocal effects. Yeah, they're really, they're, 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 they're very clever. Like the production on everything is amazing, but the vocal effects that he does on these songs is just nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't really know how he did a lot of them. And and I I couldn't find it actually when I listened to it earlier. I remember the last time I listened to it, it was probably like over a year ago or something, this album. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a 
point where it's like a really specific like delayed reverb thing going on somewhere in the middle of one of the songs i used to be obsessed with it and just play that little bit over and over again i got really like i love it obsessive about it's, it yeah i i just think like like i said earlier the 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 vocals cut through so well across all of the yeah. songs just during the the, the the mental bits and i think the, the the use of vocal effects in the right place at the right time definitely helps massively and i think it's such a hard thing to do yeah definitely like to get it spot on the way and like using the right effect at the right time the way that yeah that that drew does i think it's i think it's really 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 quite clever um and i i always go on no 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 after you speaking of speaking of vocal effects um on uh is it mistake no tail lights um uh the last song yeah it's the very last song where it's sort of like um a duet between um joanna's vocals which already have like loads of effects and like it's doubled and stuff mm-hmm. um and drew on a vocoder right uh do you know what i'm talking I about don't, the last... i don't i don't so, let, let me let me play it i work hard to give my life the way i want it to be so she's got that kind of sound mm-hmm. on it but then uh here we go Oh, I do know this bit. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. This is um, this is very. Uh, th- th- I mean, this just this is just twenty to a million bon air for me. Ah, yeah, it really is. It's just that, it's just that, like, just beautiful vocoder and and live vocal harmonies. I love it. Do you want to know? Do you want to know something funny, Jacob? Drew of the Drew is Bonavere. No, no, no. (laughs) Drew of the Drew is not Bonavere. But Bonavere is my um, penalty word. No! <laughs> Did you bring this? You brought this up just so I'd say that, didn't you? No, you I wanted prick. to go through every single song. You no, 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 prick. no, no, no. Oh, that is such a joke. Oh, for fuck's sake! Well, okay, there we go then. I will there you go. Be... So, if, so if anyone's got uh, an idea, um, all three of you listening, if anyone's got an idea <laughs> Thanks, of 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 what um, of of a forfeit Jacob should do at the oh, beginning of next um, episode, um, I don't oh, know, you just... cucked me so hard there. <laughs> <laughs> it it would have been pointless if we had the first episode and. The, oh, the God penalty say. word didn't, do didn't I, come up. Do I have to tell you mine now because I've lost, or is mine still active? Oh, interesting. I don't think you're going to say mine now. I feel like an idiot. Oh, go on. Tell me. It's flam. What is it? Flam? Yeah, is it like a drum flam? <laughs> Why would I say that? I don't know, because you'd be talking about the drum part. you like, yeah, does this sick flam into this part? No one's ever said Oh, come on. Flam. I know how you drummers talk. No, you no, no, no. Weirdos. All right. Well, yeah. At the start of the next podcast, I will do whatever I am requested to do. That is within <laughs> legal reasons. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, all right. Well, have you got anything you want to add about any um, of the songs or anything to do with the album? Or oh, I will say actually, what I what I did, my fondest memory of this album 
was mm. in one of our lectures uh leaving to go and listen to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> this sucks i'm out i'm gonna go listen to drew the drew by the river <laughs> um i remember one of the one of the, two, the lecturers asking uh, does anyone know a song uh, or bands that include multiple genres in their music and i was like <laughs> me i do and i played it and they were honestly like this is incredible thank you so much for sharing and at that point i felt that i had officially distanced myself from take that and <laughs> and i was a new, what, what? i was a new musician what a beautiful bookend to <laughs> this <laughs> podcast. And at that moment, Gary Barlow left my body <laughs> and I became a musician. Not that Gary Barlow yeah. is not a musician, but I, no. I can't imagine Drew the Drew featuring Take That. No, I can't. That would be incredible, though. That would be good. Um, but I think I think that's a nice way to end this. Is the I think so. You you came into this experience a take that fan. And I left. You left, a, not a take that fan. No, no, I, I mean they've still got some bangers. I'll, uh, on record, I'm going to say that take that have got some bangers. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know maybe maybe somewhere down the line I'll bring a take that album and I'll convince you that it's amazing. Yeah. Well, That'll definitely get copyright strikes. Oh, absolutely. I mean. If it does, Gary Barlow can go fuck himself. He can go fuck himself yeah. anyway. This is all, yeah. Pay your, uh, do you know what? We're changing pay your the tax, theme. Gary. We're, 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 changing, we're changing the theme of this podcast. We're not talking about albums. We're talking about how much we hate Gary Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's a nice way to end. And I think so. Um, am I bringing the next album or... Yeah, you bring the next. Have you have you thought of what the next one's going to be? I have, or? I have, I have an idea. I think um, I think I'm going to go with. Uh, okay. This is a nice album that I discovered recently. Kirk- oh no! Oh. oh. <laughs> that was not. Yeah, that that shows that I was doing my listening before the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. This album was sent to me by my lovely friend Charlie. Uh, shout out to Charlie. And this album is by a very cool band called Video Age. Uh, okay. And, um, it's a really cool, like, upbeat, funky 80s beats and really nice electric bass stuff. Um, yeah. The album artwork's really cool. The general aesthetic's really cool. And the album is called Pop Therapy. Came Pop out in 2018 therapy. by Video Age. And so cool. I think that would be a cool one to go with. I think I think this album people could probably go away and listen to a little bit more than, than Drew of the Drew. However, that's not to say that people shouldn't go and listen to mm. Drew of the Drew. I highly recommend it. And I and I have to admit, and it would pain me to say that, that this mic has done nothing the entire time. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work, does it, It doesn't work. I mean, there's a red light on it, and that's it. Yeah. You know, so... If uh, if anyone and wants to fund my next microphone, I'm always I'm always uh, ready to accept payment. <laughs> it's worth mentioning as well. I'm currently sat in front of a pile of soil because I knocked over a plant. Before, well, and as I sat down to record this, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go clean that up. Nice. And um, and we'll see you in in uh, the next episode of uh, what's, what's the podcast called? What, what this is an again? album. This is an album. This is an album. Tune in. 
Tune in next week. Nice one. Well, we'll be, see you later. Well, we'll be listening. Well, we'll be listening to Jacob. Oh we'll yes. To. Not see you later. We'll be listening to Video Age and their album <laughs> Pop Therapy. We're shit at this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs>